0: Welcome to the high casserole, the high
1: casserole. Let's get baked. Let's get a baked, let's get a baked. Let's get baked.
0: Let's let's a get baked. Get
1: baked. Let's, let's get, baked. get baked. With Sarah. And then, let's get baked. Welcome to the high, 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 high casserole <laughs> casseroni. I'm Liv. I got my co host Sarah right here. Whoop, whoop. And like any good casserole, we are filled with a bunch of random shit and we're baked. And on that note, Sarah, what are you? What do you be baking with today? Yeah, I'll be preheating
0: this oven today with a vape, a cloud cover, a sativa. Um, I think it's either the or it's either orange or white the flavor um there's a color involved but i'm unsure which one this is um, because i did not unpack and twist on and i don't think it says on the thing um so yeah that i will be using vaporization today
1: vaporization we love a good vaporization i found baby bong Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Look at this thing, but there's no water in it, so I gotta go put some in real quick. Okay.
0: (laughs) Every day will be like a holiday. When my baby, when my baby comes home, every day will be like a holiday. When my baby, when my baby comes home. That song's stuck in my head.
1: That's good. I don't know. I I didn't recognize
0: it. So mm. know it's sorry, William know. Bell. You should look it up. It's really good. And it's stuck in my head. <laughs> I like your version. Thanks. My cover. Yeah.
1: Serious version. Um, okay. You have a I got, <laughs> I helped Libby move. And in the moving, she uh, gave me this, which who knows when it's from. We're going to see. Oh, 1026, 2023. That's, okay. That's good. That's good. It's from Sven Gardens, who I've had before. I don't know if on the podcast, but they're pretty good. They're a little like maybe top higher shelf. You know, you pay a little bit more. But this is Garlic Fumes, number seven. Ooh, getting real casserole today. Yep. Yeah, and I got, um, I got 3% terps. I was listening back to our last episode and the cart that you had, I think, said nine percent. That's actually high. Yeah. OK. Over two or three. Um, you're getting into the high stuff, especially double digits. So well, this
0: is the high casserole. So I had to bring the high stuff.
1: avi. <laughs> it also just says THC 23.2 percent and THCA 26.2 percent CBD point one. C B D A point 0.1 and then the turps 3%. So it doesn't say anywhere what the turps are or anything beyond that, but you know, they give us a few and few. it's a Washington brand. Yes. It's a Washington brand spin S V I N. It'll be legal when pigs fly it says that around the outside, mm-hmm. like their, their logo is like a flying pig. So, okay, nice. Got it open. The other thing is, I don't have a grinder, so I'm just going to have to. Old school. Yeah. Finger mush it up into <laughs> the tiny bong bowl. Thing bong. Tiny, tiny bong, but a normal size bowl. What are you drinking today?
0: Today, just my, my true love, my one and only, my
1: emotional support water bottle.
0: Gets me through the lows, gets me through the highs. It helps me be the casserole
1: that I am. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Beautiful. Cheers. What about you? I have a water concoction. Uh Nick and I are doing a, a a partial juice cleanse. We're working our way up to it. You know, it's like you can't yeah. just go, go go cold turkey. Um, but I specifically am doing something called the master cleanse. It's basically like spicy lemonade that you drink. Uh-huh. So it's um like half a lemon, a couple doses of cayenne pepper, and a little bit of maple syrup, and then a lot of water. So just been drinking that and honestly i like the drink like i like the, the spicy lemonade so i'm gonna like this is fun i'm not yeah. having you know, we haven't been, still been eating food uh but like yesterday we just had i just had like some celery some almonds and some butternut squash soup at the end of the day so yeah. um yeah it was You're good. On your health good. even even with the little little bit of change we basically started saturday but had a dinner on Saturday night. So we like did it all day and then had dinner and then same thing Sunday. Like we did it all day and then had a dinner. Okay. So even like those, you
0: know, kind of like, like Ramadan. <laughs> yeah. You, like fast all day and have a big feast and then at night. <laughs>
1: dinner. Yeah. It's a yeah. lifestyle I like to get behind, but, um, so I'm drinking that and that's all she wrote today. Yeah. Well,
0: Thank you, Cheers.
1: Clink. Link,
0: link. This is my first heating, my first baking sesh of the day.
1: It is not mine. I uh, after our yoga this morning, I went to the gym. That I only use the hot tub or the the sauna and the steam room at the gym. I, didn't I mean that's that.
0: amazing because exactly. we already did our yoga
1: session. Exactly, so. exactly. So I went, I did that. But on my way there, I I pin quite a few times because mm-hmm. I like I like being high in the sauna in the steam room. It's, Definitely it's my vibe time. It's high vibes for
0: sure. High vibes. Uh, how are you? What's been up? Um good. I've been I was sick for a bit. So like feeling much better now. Um yeah, I went to the doctor. Modern medicine is really wonderful. And feeling better. Um ski trip was super fun. Played a lot of games. You know, I love games. So that's always fun. There's this board game I think you would really like as well. And it's not so much like a board game, it's just like a writing game um called one word have you played it Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. um it's just so there's um one word that the person there's one judge and he's trying to get they're trying to guess what the word is and then everyone else has to write one word of their own that's similar or to try to help them guess it but you can't write the same word as someone else that's helping to guess or it cancels each other out So you want to be like specific yet vague (laughs) and not and like distinct, but not like super unique where it's not going to help them, but you can't have the same word as someone else. So um, it was fun because there was a good amount of people. Yeah, I think you'd really like it. It's a good one. And you don't necessarily like need to buy the game for it. It just is like cute and comes with like mini markers and like a little mini uh, whiteboard for everyone to write on. So. Um, But you can just do that with pen and paper. And next time we're together, we should definitely play. I'm down. You know, I love my word games. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) Me too. Um, But yeah, that's it, really. Um, What have you been up to?
1: I made my way back from Palm Springs, back to Washington. Uh, We took our time with the trip. We were kind of cruising through California. We were going to go to Big Sur. And then it was raining. So we we're like, let's not do that. And then we were going to do the Redwoods and then it was raining still even harder. And we we're like, well, let's not do that. And then we got to Oregon and there's these bars slash hotels, slash event centers. They're called McMinnamins. And basically what they've done is they buy all these old buildings and they either turn it into a brewery is their main thing, or that like one of their locations is a winery that makes the wine for all the spots and,
0: Um, Yeah. So
1: there's like 14 different places you can actually stay at. And then they have this um, basically a rewards program called a passport. So you get a stamp at every place that you go, like every location. Right. And then each have every place has its own stamp, has its own logos. Like the people that came up with this definitely, um, you know. I mean, I'm sure they came up with it from somewhere else, right? It's a combo of like rewards and actual passports. Like the book is an actual, it looks like an actual passport. Yeah,
0: that's nice. And you don't even get actual stamps anymore. So that's like a nostalgic
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you (laughs) get rewards, right? So like you get a free appetizer or you get a Mm. shirt or uh, a sticker, you know, those kinds of things. So we went to the southernmost one, which is in Roseburg, Oregon which is maybe two hours into it from California and like, so South central Oregon and it's a train depot. And I bought these passports for Nick and I like a couple of years ago. And I had used, I bought them because I was staying at one. So I was like, Oh, I'll just fill out all the stuff that I'm here. It was in bend. I was like, I'll get him one too. You know, we can do it together. So he had never used his at all. So (laughs) We get the stamp at the Roseburg place and then we were like, well, we could make it home or we could stop in Portland for a day and stay at one of the places there. And so we've stayed at, it's called Kennedy school. So it used to be an actual school. Uh-huh. So there's like four different bars. One is the detention room. Mm-hmm. One is the principal's office. I forget the other two bars, but you know, they all are quirky and yeah. that's so, fun. And then the next day, we went and saw my grandparents in Washington and close to them, like 40 minutes away from them is a, another McMiniman. So we we went and visited <laughs> them and then we were leaving. And we're like, we should go to this one. We've always thought about going. So that's Kalama, And they just have bars and stuff. But there's actually three different bars. So we like, you know, got to move around. And then again, we were like, we could make it home or we could. <laughs> not so we stopped in tacoma which is really only 45 minutes to an hour away from where we actually live and sleep yeah. <laughs> but they have a huge one there it's called the elks temple and it's this old huge historic building they have 45 rooms and seven floors that are like Whoa. it's like a maze and you can get lost there's a hidden bar that is literally behind a wall. Like you Whoa. wouldn't know it's there unless you know that it's there. And it took us a while to find it. We've <laughs> been there before, but like it was a couple years ago. So we were like in the hallways trying to uh So yeah, we spent the night in Tacoma and then finally made it home. So well, it was yeah. quite a trip, not the California road trip. It was, it was the McMinniman's road trip in the end. <laughs> yeah you gotta get your stamps man Literally. yeah we filled up and we got a lot of free shit so so how good. many more
0: do you have like they're a good amount and they just in the pacific northwest or they're
1: all in washington and oregon mostly concentrated around portland and seattle there's definitely more in portland i think those that's where it's all originally from but um I think they said there's 14 places you can stay at, and we've stayed at two now. So that's yeah. but most of the places that you stay in, so it's like one one page, but there's eight stamps, right? Because th- there's one for each bar, or the gift shop always has one. Uh, okay, there. so like within any um, place, you can get yeah. multiple stamps. You also get them for activities. So like there's one for playing a pool game. Uh, there's one for Uh, Oh, doing like a wine flight or a cider flight because a lot of them are restaurants too, right? So like we each got $20. I got one $20 gift card. He got two $20 gift cards from doing those activities and like building up. So yeah, we crushed it. We had a good time. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Like (laughs) McViniman's own like scavenger hunt. The thing was, we—I was like, I wonder how many people actually do this, you know? And then eventually, yeah. we started seeing ev- other people, and you, like you could tell, like they're on—they're trying to get them on all. a mission. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this one waiter, I was like, "You've done this before today, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, only once or twice." And he's like, "No, it's been like twenty times." And I was like, "Oh, I'm such a nerd." <laughs> but it's okay. I love being a nerd that likes doing
0: things like that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's why I love you. Yeah. Thank That's you. great. We should all be proud of our nerd, nerd,
1: nerdum. Yeah, nerd on, nerd on, nerd on, nerd, nerd out. Nerd out. Speaking of nerd out, <laughs> we're gonna nerd out on the topic today that we've already okay. nerded out on, but we're gonna continue. I love this. There's so much shit to learn, and there's you know, depending on our states of highness, we retain or don't retain. <laughs> so we're doing astrology today Ooh. two things have kind of been calling me one was the planets i wanted to maybe spend some time learning what the different planets are and represent because then it, that helps us learn sure. where they are in our charts and also how they influence us currently right like mm. if jupiter's got a big place in my chart and then is making big transits in current time that can affect me so um and then the other thing i just learned really cool is called a chart progression so Mm. for each year of your life your chart progresses one day forward so Uh we are 31 and almost 31 years so our chart today looks like a chart of someone that was born 31 days after us
0: so to find our progress
1: chart the one that we're currently working with we would just type in those birth dates and i had started to look up um our one episode has those links of the site that we made so let me grab them and and put them in so we can pull them up but yeah and because we are at 31 years 31 days that's a full month right so there's definitely like going to be some things that have shifted. So I learned this from another podcast that I've shared before, Moonbeaming by Sarah Faith Godestiner. They did a great episode on the astrology of 2024. And her guest was the one who spoke about um, the chart progression. And how his, maybe his rising started in one, um, would have been Gemini. And then now he's progressed to a Leo. So like, whoa. Stepping into a Leo rising looks very different than, right? Or if it's for us and it, it's we progress, we're going Virgo to um, what's after Virgo?
0: Libra. Libra. Yeah. Look at us. Oh, I'm still a little shook that I'm not a double Aquarius. So I. <laughs> have to like relearn some things um about me
1: yeah that's okay maybe this will help you kind of skip some of that right like if you Mm. maybe vibe more with the the new one than the last one okay astro charts open link and new tab cafe astrology i think we just need one of them really but um okay okay i got i got mine
0: okay i like did my birth card again on
1: Cafe nice. astrology. Cafe astrology. Okay, that's where I will go as well. Okay, so 31 days. Okay, oh. so
0: put in a different
1: birth chart.
0: Oh yeah, so it's do not going to have the
1: do your birth chart. So that's hard. How, how many days were in that February of that year? Oh no, I'm going to have to look at uh oh my gosh okay can i look at years on this let's see
0: i think you could just google there's probably a calendar out there yeah. calculator add or subtract time yeah timeanddate.com i just googled my birthday plus 31 days and it gave it to me so, nice. which mine isn't that difficult because i was born at the end of a uh, month yeah. Come on. -hmm. So each year your birth chart's changing slightly?
1: Yeah. Because the. crazy. I think it's about like our spiritual progression, right? But it's also about the. That's how the planets are affecting us more, Mm -hmm. maybe. Okay. Okay. Calculate. Okay. Wednesday, March 10th is mine. Wow. March. You're a March baby now. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Dylan. March 10th, 93. Ooh. And I guess it would be the same birth time, though. That makes sense. Right. Hmm.
0: Do all aspects of the chart progress?
1: No, because some of them are, if you think, like, further out in the universe, right? Like, Pluto moves just a tiny little bit. But Mars and Mercury are going to move more because they're closer.
0: Mm. Definitely. Obviously, the sun is going to change.
1: Yep. Okay. Ooh, wow. I do have my two astro books that we used before to look at stuff if we want. Okay. Also, websites are usually great as well. All right. I definitely, my Mercury's the same. My Mercury, Venus, Mars, basically everyone, let's see. Mary Skywalker, Scorpio, Pisces. Oh, so it's really only our sun and moons that change.
0: Yeah, my Mercury and Venus also changed. But, oh, um,
1: interesting. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's fun. <laughs> but those are the only four um,
1: yeah. on that tropical chart. Okay. And then... I don't necessarily this is a different type, but I think that's the houses that tells you which house that's what those numbers are. because There's 12 of them. Okay. So like which um yeah, which signs are in which house is placidus. So
0: what's the rising thing called again? Ascend.
1: Ascendant, yeah. So that first yeah. one is your in ascendant.
0: The placidus, right. Okay, gotcha. So that changed as well for me.
1: Yeah. Well, does the top one not give us a... No, it gives us a north node, but not an ascendant. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then last, the, the next chart is your planets and, like, what house mm-hmm. they're in. Ooh. I don't know what in, in one ASC ascendant means, but my moon is in my ascendant. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it just means that that's the okay so like mc is your your mid-heaven line. So it's right your noon on your chart ascendant I think is just the one that's on the the left hand side. Let's look at the books the houses the aspects the ascendant or rising and decans that's what we want 25 this book is a complete guide to astrology understanding yourself your signs and your birth chart by louise eddington uh the ascendant is how people see you when they first meet you and what you represent to others often called the persona or mask we know that
0: that's mm-hmm. ascendant
1: rising sign it's how others perceive us i want to know um Oh, interesting. Every chart has a ruling planet, and it's the planet that rules the sign on the ascendant that is the person's ruling planet. Mm. Mm. So, my first chart, I would have been Jupiter, and now I'm my moon is my ascendant. I'm looking at that third house or the third chart. Okay, so the polarity point to the ascendant is the descendant or seventh house cusp, which is the sign that was on the western horizon. Um so on when you're looking at that big the big circle chart, it would have been the sign that's on the uh right because we look at it starts in the east on the that should be the other way, right? East is on the you know what i'm pondering right now is like when we know in the circle of our charts that we were looking at last time that we had on the other website basically yeah. so your first house the first house starts on the left of the chart oh i've got something here so I've got. I'm showing Sarah the circle. This is the the horoscope. Um, this is like the the one at, where everything's in the place of its ruler and like where it should be in an order. And it starts on the left hand side with Aries. So Aries mm-hmm. is this. It's at the midline, and then it goes towards the bottom. So maybe okay. that's why I was getting it wrong because so if it's basically,
0: counterclockwise. West yeah. to south, yeah,
1: yeah. So, okay, so it is the western side, but the descendant would be on the western side. Is it just flipped? Because, right, normally west is left and east is right. But this is saying the opposite side, Western. Hmm. Okay, well, this is a fun one. Maybe this is just not information that we're supposed to be tapping into at this time. <laughs> okay. But that chart can tell us our. We can just look at what our rising is. It doesn't matter where it's at on the on the on the chart. Yeah. yeah okay. So, is the
0: rising, is the key aspect of a chart progression?
1: Uh, that is one of the biggest pieces, just for the terms of like a human life yeah. time, but also like the moon. But for you, I mean, all, all the four of them that have changed is, is quite a big okay. difference, right? So I would say any ones that have progressed are are a big deal. Okay. Yeah. So maybe do we want to read on this website of like some of the stuff that our new new signs mean and see how they vibe or feel? Sounds good. Okay. So you've got four. I've got two. I have five, including my ascendant.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you got your ascendant changed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So...
0: So we could start with that one.
1: Yeah. Start with the. Oh, with a- the ASC, ASC, Jupiter and da, da, da. North node. OK, I'm getting close. Here we go. Ascendant in Libra. OK, do you want to read yours first? Um, My so I was a Virgo and
0: I, I changed to a Libra as well.
1: Oh, OK, then we're the same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So do you want me to read it? Yeah. Or do you want it? OK. Ascendant is Libra. Everybody seems to like Libra ascendant natives. They just come across as nice, pleasant, and fair. Look a little closer at their lives, and these nice people may have quite a few problems in their relationships. Some of them have had a string of relationships, and it can be hard to imagine why. These natives attract others to them effortlessly. Besides, Interesting. Okay. Besides, they simply don't know what to do with themselves without a significant other. Libra rising generally appear to be smoothing everything over. They have charming smiles, a gentle approach with others, and an easygoing image. Even if they were not endowed with good looks, they are attractive. Most pay a lot of attention to their personal appearance, the colors they wear, their hair, the way they walk. Libra rising people can be enormously persuasive. Although they will almost always use a soft sell approach when they want to win others over, which is all of the time. (laughs) A tendency to pass the buck and keep up that nice gal slash girl guy, whatever, image are their worst qualities. However, they can make excellent mediators and will generally be the first to accommodate you. Libra rising natives are usually attracted to competent, active partners. Their relationships are often characterized by bickering or competitiveness. Until they learn to drop their sweet image once in a while and to stop blaming their partners for everything that goes wrong. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that definitely vibes with both of us. Yeah. And like. Ways. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about like the differences between that and the Virgo. Mm. um like virgo is of service to other people they're the the vestal virgin who like is willing to give give themselves up for mm. the service of others and libra is like that too but it's um seems more shallow
0: yeah definitely
1: yeah i like i know it's not but um yeah. Well, they're both how about, charming
0: in like different ways, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of grinds me wrong to like, besides, so they simply don't know what to do themso- with themselves without a significant other. But
0: yeah. I mean, Anything. I have
1: had a short stint it, like in my lifetime since I started dating. I've been dating for 15 years. I've been single for like five of that. So the majority of my dating adult life, I've I've been locked up. So there's probably some truth to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, I've been single. For, I was single for a while. I felt like were. at least, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know about that one. But now that's my progression. So now it's like, oh, I can't imagine. My right. life without a significant other, which is kind of fair because I've progressed towards this, not how is it have been this way. Right.
1: Makes sense. Um we wanna read about the houses. Like mine says Oh, it's under the houses. I see. House one, the ascendant is a symbol of how one acts in life. So your ascendant is your house one. Basically. Yes. Yep, exactly.
0: The image of the personality seen by others and the attitude that one has towards life.
1: And then in the chart the houses go down, go south first. So strange to understand. Oh, this was a cool chart that I wanted to show you too. This one shows planetary movements this year. So it's like that, the big circle and then you can look at different ones so i think the first one is mars so mm-hmm. like it's moving and then the spots where it goes back that's retrograde whoa cool so you can see like how how things move versus like i mean this is like pluto and jupiter out here right they they only move a little tiny bit or this might yeah. be i can't see i can't read backwards that well but um let's see mercury is first then venus Venus does more than an entire lap around and then Mm. some, but it doesn't go retrograde at all. all. I wonder if just because of our position to Venus, like Venus doesn't go retrograde on earth or very rarely does. Yeah. Cool. That's a fun one. Um, Okay. So we were talking about our new charts um let's read our new moons okay progressed moon.
0: A the moon the moon. For
1: moon we're probably both maybe not
0: nope oh um, okay Aries, oh. Moon. so the moon represents the emotional responses unconscious predestination and the self-image The moon represents the emotions, and the moon sign shows how a person expresses themselves when at home, at ease, and comfortable. I like that. So, what was your moon before, and what are you now?
1: I was a Virgo moon. I am now a Libra moon. So, same progression as my rising, my ascendant sign. That's cool. I
0: was an Aquarius moon, or I am an Aquarius moon, and I'm progressing, or whatever the right... Way to say that is uh, to an Aries.
1: Progressing is right, I think. Okay. Okay. To an Aries, fun. Okay. Yeah. Read first.
0: Sure. <clears throat> okay. This is pretty long. I don't know. If you want me to read the whole thing? But here I go. The Moon in Aries. Nothing quite happens soon enough with this position of the Moon. There is an inherent impatience with getting what they want. Life is a series of emergencies for lunar Aryans. They live in the moment and have had a hard time waiting for things to happen. Whims of the moment take absolute precedence in their lives. This is a fiery position of the moon. Even if the sun or rising sign is more low-key, moon and Aries people possess inner passion and fire. Emotional issues take precedence. There is simply no pussyfooting around when dealing with the feelings. (laughs) And dealing with new sentiments, it needs to... and needs stirs up a huge desire for activity. Moon in Aries has a need for acting out their needs and no time to waste. It is hard for them to see the long-term or to wait for things to happen. Instant gratification rules. (laughs) Oddly, (laughs) Oddly enough, this is a very defensive position. These natives take things very personally and they deal with problems by facing them immediately so they can get on with other things. Their flare-ups generally end almost as quickly as they start. Um, okay. They go through plenty of ups and downs. They enjoy trouble and confrontations. Um, they're easily bored by environments that are too peaceful. Interesting. Any of those vibing with you? um some of it but not that last part Mm. i would say Um, (laughs) i would say like yeah i like try to deal with things right away so i can let them go i am very much like ah this is how i'm feeling okay i'm i'm over it kind of thing at least i try to be um yeah yeah it says others will appreciate that the moon and aries rarely sulk or play drawn out games of manipulation you can pretty much know that what they want at any given time. They're generally ruled by their own emotional needs and not always as concerned about others' needs during these emergencies. Somehow they have people around them scrambling to help them solve their problems. There's an aura of childlike innocence even when they're getting their way. And that can be charming indeed. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, also like maybe if we looked at the, the other site, like, it would vibe more. Like, I, in general, the, these write-ups on this website always seem a little A-I-E. harsh <laughs> or negative. Yeah, yeah, like, I definitely see that. But, like, I would see uh Moon in Aries as, like, passion, right? And mm-hmm. so Aries is the young fire starter and the doer of the mm-hmm. Zodiac. So, like, for you to... Means like when you're at home, like it said, when you're at home feeling comfortable, like you, that's when your passion lights up, and that's when you get things done. And I think
0: mm, that's, that's a good way to interpret it.
1: Yeah, like that probably yeah. resonates more than and some of that stuff. So <laughs> yeah. <I hope> so. <laughs> uh, okay, so moon. say
0: what you were. Okay,
1: I was Moon in Virgo okay i am now moon in libra Libra. okay libras again yes uh people with the moon in libra are friendly warm tasteful tactful and balanced they feel safe and secure when they are in a partnership they seem to always want someone to tag along with them wherever they go even it is if it is just to the corner store they find strength and reinforcement in and through others uh people with this moon are quite charming uh given to flirtatiousness rarely directly aggressive they win your heart with their gentle and refined ways this is very lib liveratry is it i mean i feel yeah um they strongly need companionship Um, i just feel like you're
0: very charming and have gentle energy
1: Thank you. I, I would agree with those things. And, and can the be flirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a flirty person. Uh, people here can't help but see flaws in their environment and relationships. In fact, anything out of whack will bother them until it's fixed. Um, <laughs> when they argue with their long standing partners, they rarely let up until they win. And winning an argument is a Libran specialty. A <laughs> They're the lawyer of the, yes. the Zodiac. The justice. Um, they may not even believe what they are saying, but they will adopt ideas just to get the last word. Ooh. 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 All right. I'm just going to read the short description. She is sociable and popular. Good judgment. She is intelligent and reasonable, liking social pleasures, agreeable and fair. She values feedback potential issues are instability in loving relationships wavering may give too much weight to the views of others and public opinion. Okay. So much. uh, Yeah. I definitely (laughs) vibe with a lot of that. Um, I just am really attached to my Virgo Virgo ishness at this (laughs) point, but it's again, like all of this stuff is just to help us understand ourselves and why we do Mm -hmm. the things we do. And right. And so when I hear this or I read this about, about myself and the things that do vibe or don't vibe. Like um, I definitely see myself expressing some of these and also still expressing the Virgo-ness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aquarius, I mean, um, this is an air sign. Libra's an air. Libra and Aquarius are both the air signs. So it's, I'm now um, air, air. Well, no, in my new one, I would be a Pisces, so I'm water, air. Let's look at that that little chart about our the, the fourth chart, and it shows your different splits, like how many masculine and feminine and uh, earth, yeah. fire, water okay. you have. So before I was one fire, three earths, three airs, three waters. Oh, now I'm... <laughs> one two three four fire earth air water oh interesting
0: um okay so I've one I gained I gained a fire I <laughs> sustained earth and air and I lost water okay <laughs> um, I went from one three 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 to two three three two
1: wow interesting yeah hmm I do vibe with that, like just based on water is emotions. And I know in this lifetime, I want to process my emotions and help others process their emotions. And you do that through experiences and words, which is air. So, I mean, I, that's funny. I'm, I'm holding strong with one fire in both charts, never going to be that, <laughs> that fiery person, um, at least in you know certain ways, but. I guess just bolstering up that water, the water bearer. After all, exactly. No, that's an air sign.
0: (laughs) It is confusing. Like I always think Aquarius as a water sign.
1: I know, I know. It's it's we air
0: contains water, so it makes sense. So Sagittarius is a fire sign. Yeah, and my son is my the fire, Um, and then. Virgo is a what? Is know. Earth. Is an Earth. Okay.
1: Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. What time are we at? 1. 7, I mean, we could look at maybe one more thing. Like, I know your Venus changed. Maybe my one of those things like changed houses or something for me. Let's see. What about your Mercury? Oh, your Mercury stayed the same too. Yeah, but the um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah things did rotate
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's been a rotation. There's been a rotation. Uh, why don't I can look at? I'll look at my Pisces Sun, and you can look at. At something else. That I can look at my Capricorn sun. Okay. Let's compare suns to suns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I
0: went from Sagittarius, which is fire, to Capricorn. Is Capricorn an earth sign? Yep. Okay. So there I went go. from fire to earth in my sun. Sun. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm speaking a different language. <laughs> the <laughs> sun represents vitality, a sense of individuality an outward shining creative energy. Supposedly, that's what it is. I
1: would also, I've heard this uh, in my journeys that the sun is like your life purpose or it's the your reason for being in a body on this earth at this time. Mm-hmm. That can be another way to.
0: Okay. Okay. What I really like about being a Sagittarius is like, quick and like nomadic travel is like some that's those are things that i attach to um but i know these things just like throw a bunch at the wall and see what sticks but travel and freedom that's always been like ideal i'm somewhat idealistic um okay so we'll see what the capricorn has to offer i'm just gonna read the short description cool um okay Sun and Capricorn. Capricorn is feet on the ground, eye on the prize sign. Those with the Sun and Capricorn have a realistic, grounded approach to life that is apparent no matter how dreamy the rest of the birth chart suggests they can be. These people know how to do things and get things done. She is honest, reserved, circumspect, honorable and strong willed, quietly ambitious within the realms of the possible. She likes and takes on responsibility. She can work in the social domain. I would say, yes, that actually all sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Lib- Libby's a Capricorn, so that's, that's you know, I've looked at the Cap stuff. But the Capricorn is like the businesswoman that gets mm. shit done and like executes. We've talked about the um, in each quarter. There's the mutable. No, there's the fixed, the mutable and the probably says in this book here. Um half mutable.
0: <laughs> moving,
1: moving, not yeah mutable. Dang it.
0: Oh. Cardinal. Cardinal. Right. Cardinal. There's the it's cardinal. In the, it's in that chart. The, Which one? The fire, earth,
1: air, water. It's like oh. it says how
0: many cardinal, how many fixed, how many mutable, how many masculine, how many? There cardinal.
1: you go. There you go. So yeah. that's that's another one to look at. Um, but I was saying how Capricorn is, I believe, the cardinal is a cardinal. So it's like okay. Or no. Yeah, I think that's right. This the starters are the cardinals, the fixed are the guys that in the are in the middle that are like doing the work, getting things done, and then the mutable, mutable. are more flexible, but they finish things. They're they're yeah. the closer down. So I think that makes. Because Aquarius is the fixed, so card would be the cardinal.
0: Yeah, went from fixed to cardinal. Makes (laughs) sense. You got there.
1: (laughs) Did we did. Um, I've got. I've got. I had five five cardinals. Now I have six cardinals. So I'm getting. I'm starting more, but I'm very rigid. And then I had three. Three fix, I go to two, and I had two mutables, two mutables. So mm. I'm getting more cardinal energy.
0: I'm still holding strong with the one mutable. Wow. Just,
1: All right. Yeah. I'm the same masculine feminine. I'm four masculine, Whoa. six feminine.
0: I went from four masculine to six feminine to even five five. Ooh, that's I fun. Know. That's I know. This I thing Just am- think about
1: as we, you know, as we age and as we mature and unmature and unprogram and learn things, so oh, this has been fun!
0: I know. And then um, I went from five cardinal to six cardinal, um, four fixed to three fixed, and then the one one mutable. So, um, okay. I added to the cardinal,
1: yep, same, which is Same. is th- lost from fixed added to cardinal. Okay. Uh, my son in Pisces is she is compassionate and sentimental. She likes isolated occupations, administrative administration, archives, and history. A spirit of self sacrifice. Hmm. Did you read your potential issues? No, I didn't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading it and I shouldn't have. (laughs) Okay,
0: let me read my potential issues then. Sheesh.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Spirit of self-sacrifice. Yeah, I feel that one.
0: Possible issues. A sometimes bitter and mistrustful
1: mind. Yes, Mm. (laughs) definitely. (laughs) A tendency to be led astray. Oversensitivity and emotionalism. (laughs) not bad things Uh, potential issues not for sure issues so yeah this is yeah Yeah. interesting all right cafe astrology all right thank you cafe astrology thank you other other books Uh, oh this one that i was showing you um the charts from this is a planner i know you love a planner you probably already have one for this year but this one is all shiny and gold and so are the, the pages and it's from magic of eye mm-hmm. one of the astrology ladies i follow um works for them and, and suggested it but i love it because it has it has everything it's got a spot for you to write in your birth chart and so oh, this cool. is kind of like where i started so i haven't done the actual that part's the circle part scary but i have yeah. all my <laughs> all my shit written down so like which oh, hell you know, yeah. which house very then um there's all these like things about working with the energies of the moon and the solar system on an every day so like in the different days it tells you what's going on that day um then come on oh this has been my fucking lifesaver astrological reference guide so yeah. first chart is all the signs and it says um so the symbol of Aries, which number it is, keywords, qualities, the element, the body parts, and the mode. So, like, oh, Virgo is mutable. Mm. Uh, where we say Capricorn is cardinal. It's an Earth cardinal sign. The key words for Capricorn are "I use," whereas Sagittarius is "I seek" and "I" or "I see." Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then over on the other side, we've got the houses. Down lengthwise, so it tells you first house, the keywords for each one. So the first house is about your physical appearance, your ego, your action, your initiation, second house, finances, values, spirituality, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Then the last chart is the planets, and it tells you each planet what it rules. So like the sun rules Leo, and then it gives you keywords for that planet as well. And then we were using this on the last time. It's the planet is the what, the sign is the how, mm. the house is the where when okay. you're reading your chart. Whew. Yeah. So we'll have many more astrology lessons and, you know, eventually they may get less chaotic, but <laughs> I like the, the way that they roll this way. So I've got um, to match my gold edge yearly planner i've also got some gold edge tarot cards here
0: what a transition
1: you know right a little well, too continue. Continue in this book, my favorite favorite page is i almost got there but then i got too excited <laughs> <laughs> they've got a whole thing about the four phases of the menstrual cycle and like talking Ooh, about oh yeah um each phase it's got cy- cyclical benefits possible challenges uh a great time for and then possible challenges mm-hmm. for each phase and this is a chart is a tracker for your cycle so and it shows you with the moons so each month oh cool it's got the moon chart and then you can fill in there's like a little spot it's a little red dot all right what's today um, february yeah yeah it's january 30th i'm i'm bound to start here in any day now We're coming up on it. What's the moon
0: phase we're in?
1: We are in a waning moon. Okay. It was full a few days ago. So I'm a waning moon. We've talked about what kind of witch you are. Full moon is a purple witch. And a new moon is a white witch. Then there was a pink witch. Mm. And I don't remember the last one. We'll have to figure that out
0: again. I think it's blue. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like was that when i was like why red yeah there wasn't blue or something i don't remember um fully casserole pick pick a
1: color of a witch and and that you love and that works yeah exactly all righty i also want to do something maybe a little different it's um less personalized for us and more for everyone this is going to be coming out mid-february so i wanted to do a draw for like a card for each month i know you know it's not the full year right because it won't be till february but basically a card per month so we'll do 11 cards and i'll just do a super short uh one sentence blurb or prediction or hope for that month okay 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 and i'm just gonna do the top 11 that are here three
0: four five six well, let me write this down.
1: 8, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Okay. So we are going to start in February. We've got the three of wands. And it's upright. Three of wands. So wands are fire and magic. So this is a time to... Um, the threes are often about like connections and community. So maybe it's a good time. It's February. It's still winter. It's a good time to turn inwards and create connections with yourselves. Actually in live we talked about how there's actually three minds. We all have our conscious, our unconscious and our subconscious minds. So there's really three yous. So maybe the three wands are the three yous that you're spending time with and getting to know and understand, um, basically learning your programming, why you react the way you do, that kind of stuff is how you learn about your subconscious and unconscious mind. March is the nine nine of swords. Mm -hmm. And swords are air, they can be words, they can be feelings, emotions, conversations. And a lot of times the normal depiction of this card is a woman laying, um, looking like she's in distress on a bed. And there's a bunch of swords hung up on the wall behind her. So like that message, just you can't necessarily see that from these these cards um, just to describe it for the folks. But anyways, that message, that um, scenery is like someone who is. mm, mourning something when in reality, they have so many things to be thankful for Um, and words, especially like we can complain a lot or, or complain unconsciously and then that creates our reality. So um, you have the ability to speak positive words, especially in March, that springtime, like uh, maybe that's the time to build off of what you did in February and inner work and, start to apply with I am affirmations or a gratitude list or morning pages is something I really wanna pick pick back up. That's when you um, write first thing in the morning is you just write pen to paper, whatever comes to mind for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So that could be something for March. April, we have the Eight of Cups it's an eight year also so that means that all of the eight cards in the minor arcana kind of play a special part uh cups are water they're emotions and feelings uh it's also magic it's very magical i mean they're all magical who am i kidding um but this has the energy of like you are you have filled up so much that you are looking for the next thing. So it's kind of the same message of that nine of swords of like being grateful for what you have can help you move into the the next level, the next step, right? It's not always about progressing. Sometimes it's about being where you're at and being where your emotions are at too, especially with the cups. Okay, February, March, April, May this is oh interesting it's just the seven of cups Mm -hmm. so we're just working one down from the eight um so maybe it's like you your time to turn down some of those emotions or release some of the emotions right like a lot of us a lot of our inner turmoil is from programming that we once we realize we don't have to be a victim or subject to it like I could spend all my days telling myself what a awful person I am because I am not working out as much as I want to. Right. Or I can celebrate the fact that I actually did, you know, do a little bit of stuff this month. Like, Oh, here we go for our challenge. We could be beating ourselves up that we are, uh, on January 30th and we've done nine days of the yoga. Right. But like, I'm gonna celebrate that because that's fucking cool that we've made it this yeah. far and we're gonna keep going <laughs> and that's what matters. Yeah, and maybe by April we'll have it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't hold your breath. But maybe. Oh, but that was that was actually the card for May, May. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's June, it. we've got more swords. Um, it is the Seven of Swords. Interesting that um we're all Hovering up here in the upper numbers, the sevens, eights, nines are a lot about those inward journeys. It's less about what's going on around you and more about what's inside. Um, it's funny, the this card was flipped, and the opposite side is Aquarius. Aquarius is the humanitarian of the zodiac, so maybe your June is about using your power to help others or nurture a network for yourself. That's the time to get out and do shit. So maybe sign up for, you know, a networking event or a conference or go to a music festival or a farmer's market, get out there and exchange ideas and words with humans. Okay. Oh, that's funny. We got Aquarius on that last card. And then our next card is the Aquarius card, which is card 17 and the major Arcana, the star. And this card's fucking cool. It's got this awesome person with a single eye and cool hair. And then like a halo up above them. There's lots of stars and moons and there's like water flowing through them. Usually the star card is like this naked woman underneath the starlight, like bathing in a pool of water. And there's often like water depicted coming from her hands. So it's like a, um, you are the source of life. You are the source of your own truth kind of feeling. And it's like you, you recognizing your own beauty is the best gift you can give yourself. So let's see, we're into July now. Like maybe you are, Getting your body in that bathing suit or in that bikini because all bodies are bikini bodies, like you just need to have a body. But it's about confidence, it's about feeling it right. And maybe you don't want to wear a bikini, and that's okay. But whatever it is that you do wear, wear it with power and confidence, and knowing that like you are beautiful. You have to believe you're beautiful for everyone else to believe it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, July, August. Oh, it's a Leo card. Another upside down. Oh, it's the strength card. Oh, it's, it's our year of the, our card of the year actually. And it's interesting that it's upside down. That would be Leo season. Actually it'd be the end of Leo season. I think Leo season ends in August, super early August. Um, so maybe the Leo was just like, Hey, pay attention to me, (laughs) not to the strength, but it all plays into each other. Um, we did talk about the strength card of the year a little bit, but this would be like, I mean, we're a little more than halfway through the year. So just like revisiting the message of the strength card, which is being strong is not all teeth and fists and violence, right? Being strong is in the softness and in, in allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Um, I've been watching Hot Ones, that mm-hmm. TV show. Uh, yeah. Of- hot wings and even hotter questions. And um, they just had, what's his name? John, John Carthak or something like that. He's, he was in the walking dead and a bunch of stuff anyways. uh, But he had some really, really nice stuff to say about viewpoints, about being a dad, raising boys and just um, showing them that, you know, it's, it's, it's more manly to, be able to have a conversation with someone that's not like you than to not, right? To, to have enough humanity and enough strength to to discuss some things or to have a relationship with someone who may not, you know, have the same views as you. Like that is strength right there to have compromise, to find common ground, that's strength as well.
0: Mm.
1: And that's gonna be the heat of the summer then. So we're all gonna need a little strength. to get through august september the archer another upside down but it is the five of wands fives as we know are or when shit goes down or goes up or goes sideways and all around this is the turning point in that sequence between one through ten this is where you learn something something a pivotal decision gets made um so i guess september that's you know, it's the fall time. It's the start of fall. It's like, okay, summer's over time to get back to reality time to maybe start planning even for the next year. Right. And so that September time is um, maybe a time when a lot of us do see kind of things crumbling for us because summer's over and that's awful. But (laughs) (laughs) But it's also a time of magic and motion and any time of change is a time of like transmuting power and energy and you can transmute things for better or for worse it's just up to you and your perception okay we got three cards left we are on october october we have the hermit which is card nine in the major arcana this is also another beautiful card we've got an individual with a single eye holding a staff and a lantern that is sort of lighting the way. Ahead of them there is clouds and a moon and plants and fun things around them. This is pretty traditional uh, imagery for hermit cards. Someone like walking through the woods with a lantern. So this is about turning inwards again and finding your own light, finding what things you want to cultivate in yourself. And it's a searching card too, right? It is like getting out and doing some searching, maybe doing some rituals, doing some um, herbal work. Like the fall, October is a good time to be gathering things, to be preparing for winter. It's the harvest season as well. So go forth, my hermits. (laughs) November! November! Sagittarius is the card. That's funny. It's the season. Wow. Um it's actually an upside down 5 of swords. Holy shit. <laughs> so looks like the fall's going to be fun for everyone. He <laughs> got another five. This is um so before was the wands. That's like fire is taking action, so something might happen very quickly around that five. This swords are also moving quickly. Air is also moving quickly, but it pertains more to business or finances or communication. And so the the event, the disturbance that's gonna happen in November versus the one that happened in September is gonna be more... Um, I want to say like more physical, whereas the one before is like more magical. Like this one is more tangible or you'll feel it more in your job or in your um, finances. Yeah. Okay. We're wrapping up the year on the four of swords. Oh, interesting. So we're, we're toning it down. We're going from high energy of the five, a step back to the four. So whatever that thing is that's going down, it's still going to be around. Just maybe it's like you're one step closer to the bottom if if that's the way you're trying to go, right? Um, maybe uh, a piece of the puzzle has been solved or maybe the swords are like you being mean to yourself and by the time you get to December, you've done some self-practice and you have taken one of those barbs out of you. Um this card also is is reversed and it has Aries on the bottom. So Aries is that like fire, passionate energy. So, uh, it's funny the other swords was um was Sagittarius, the one before in Sagittarius season. So it's like more of that passionate, fiery energy that these these words, this communication is talking about. Okay! Wow, big the year, folks! <laughs> big bold predictions for the year, y'all. Uh, let me know. Tell us if these vibe. If these don't vibe, we'll check back in as we go through the year and see see what happened. What's up? It'll be really interesting when we get to those five months. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. September and December. Any
0: feelings, thoughts, notes? lots of wands lots of swords yeah Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of fire
1: and air a lot of big words it's not um let's say is it an election year no yes it is an election year so that's that's the energy right there yeah damn oh shit maybe those those fives were election. yeah yeah, uh, November someone... five of yeah. swords.
0: Woo! Wee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ooh boy, uh, oh, something wow. to look forward to. Spicy, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> what else are you looking forward to, Sarah? Great transitions all around today. <laughs> um, what am I looking forward to? I would say, um, looking forward to continuing Continuing to do yoga with mm. you yeah. and celebrate you. You're going to have a birthday soon. You'll have one by the time this comes out. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to you snuggling with the doggos. We're watching um, our friend's dog right now, and she's a big flu for like huge flu first. Oh. So it's really cute. And That's yeah, fun.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> Olivia, I am looking forward to continuing live in. It's week three this week. By the time this comes out, we'll be we'll be not quite done. It goes till March. This is probably late Feb that this comes out by now. So um, yeah, we're rock, rocking and rolling. It's been fun having my returners back in class. If you want to come to any classes, let me know, Sarah. I'll send you the link.
0: Okay.
1: Um, this year, I'm trying to go back and like do, last year, I think I wanted to cover something new every class. And some of the feedback was like, we covered so many things that um it was like almost too much, right? And so yeah. I'm gonna, we did, we're only on week three, but I'm revisiting week one to like re-implement and reaffirm those things to feel like we really got that well. So nice. I'm excited for that. And also I just had a call this morning with someone in Calgary that wants to um, send some stuff for the goodie bags for the Living with Leaves and Light Retreat. Oh, on very cool. Yeah, she's um, Smoke Social Co. is Or Social Smoke Co. Shoot, I should know. I'm a little high right now, but that's her Instagram. She's going to send some discount promotion cards to retreat goers. So that will be in their goodie bags. Oh, and cool. she also was like, do you want to do this in Canada? It's like, yeah. She's like, uh, we can, we can, we can work this out. So that'd be sick. Opportunities abound. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, that's exciting. All good things, and also uh, looking forward to finishing up our season six. Yeah, wilds, crazy.
0: <laughs> oh man, crushing it. Yeah, I'd say so. Crushing it. Um all right, good stuff, Maroki. And you know, everyone, just stay hi out there. They yeah. Oh, and on. check out
1: our uh our playlist that uh, definitely mm-hmm. need to catch up on and add a few things too. But we got a playlist, we've got what else do we have, Sarah? I don't know. We don't have on Instagram. We have an Instagram, we got an email. You leave us a voice message. Mhm. Click the yeah. link I'm and write blessed. us a
0: review. You could be a guest. Yeah. You could do write us a review and be a guest. <laughs>
1: you guys, the limit, folks. Love <laughs> you. Bye. Bye. Bye.